Limitless Love, September 1st, articles by Kennedy and Gloria Copeland. The reason for it all. Let's pray. Father God, we ask you to open our ears, open our hearts and minds. Let us hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. We are your church. We are your body. We ask you to feed us. Feed us and take care of us, Lord, as we are your church, your children, Lord, as you promised you would. In Jesus' name, we ask and we believe we receive and that we believe that you have heard us. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whose blood speaketh covenant. Amen. The reason for it all, September 1st. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes... He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray you therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And when he has called us into him, his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Matthew nine thirty five ten to 1. A lot of Christians want to walk in the power and anointing of Jesus. Almost all of us want to do the works that he did, but sometimes we lose sight of the purpose behind those works. We forget the anointing didn't come on Jesus so that he could have a big ministry. It wasn't given to him so he could impress folks and prove that he was the Son of God. God anointed Jesus so he could demonstrate God's love to people. He clothed Jesus with power so that he could bring mercy, healing, and deliverance to those in need. The love of God was the reason for the anointing. It was compassion that brought it forth. Compassion is the drive inspired by mercy. It is an awesome force. Compassion will cause a father to storm into a raging inferno to save the life of his child. Compassion will make a person so gut-wrenchingly determined to protect, assist, or provide for someone that he refuses to allow anything to get in the way. When compassion moves, it draws from God every gift of the Spirit necessary to meet the need at hand. It explodes into action, takes hold of the power of God, and releases His anointing to relieve suffering and bring deliverance to people who desperately need it. Compassion was the force moving in Jesus when He saw the multitude and realized He couldn't minister to all of them by Himself. It was compassion that caused him to call his disciples and give them power over unclean spirits and to heal all kinds of diseases. He didn't do that so he could gain more notoriety 
or expand the size of his organization. He didn't do it so the disciples could feel good about themselves and develop a reputation as men of faith and power. He did it because he so desperately desired to meet the needs of the people. He did it because he was driven by love. The same is true today. That's why the more we are moved by God's love, the more we will move in his power and anointing. Love is the reason for it all. Amen. September 2nd. The love that prevails. He sent John and had him beheaded in the prison. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took away the body and buried it. And they went and reported it to Jesus. Now when Jesus heard about John, he withdrew from there in a boat to a secluded place by himself. And when the people heard of this, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them and healed their sick. Matthew 14 10 through 14, New American Standard. One reason we as believers fall short when it comes to walking in love is that we fail to realize just how great the love of God residing within us actually is. We measure it by the wrong standard. When we get short-tempered with others because we had a bad day, we'll say to ourselves, see there, I don't have much love. Then when we end up feeling condemned and discouraged. We judge our inward capacity by our outward behavior, and we put more faith in our fleshly weakness than we do in the Word of God. It's time we turn that around. It's time we stop believing our experiences and started believing what the Bible says. It says we've been made partakers of the divine nature. It says the very same love that God bestowed on Jesus he has put it within us, John seventeen twenty six. Just how powerful is that love? Look at the life of Jesus and you will see, even at times when he was dealing with personal pain and difficult circumstances, Jesus put his own feelings aside and ministered to others. He lost sight of himself because of his compassion for them. Jesus' response to the death of John the Baptist reveals that clearly. No doubt that was a painful time for Jesus. John was his cousin, a member of his own family. He was the only man on the face of the earth at that time who could actually know Jesus' true identity under any circumstance. His death would have been a great loss, but he didn't die under just any circumstances. He was killed for a disgusting reason and in the most despicable way. Initially, Jesus did what most of us would want to do. He withdrew to an isolated place. He wanted some time to deal with what had happened. He sought some time alone. But when the people followed him and found him, he didn't send them away. His love for them prevailed over his personal pain. Compassion rose up within him like a tidal wave, swept away all of self-interest. 
and move him to minister to the people. Do you want to know what kind of love is within you? Don't look at your pitiful past. Look at powerful love of your Lord. Look at how that love prevails even in times of personal pain. That's the kind of love that abides in you. September the 3rd. Stronger than death. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain and many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came right to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came, and he touched the buyer, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. The compassion of Almighty God is the strongest force in the universe. It is literally stronger than death. Compassion reaches out with the very resurrection power of God and answers the cry of a person's heart. Compassion shoves aside the fact that they have no faith for the blessing themselves and gets it to them anyway. Compassion drove Jesus to sail through a storm and go to the place of the tomb where a demon-possessed man was crying out and cutting himself with stones. Compassion empowered him to deliver that man even though he was incapable of asking for that deliverance. Compassion moved Jesus to take the little woman caught in adultery out of the hands of her accusers and stand there by her side for everyone to see, until every person left and only two of them, of them were standing there. In compassion, he forgave her, even though she was expecting condemnation. Compassion delivered her, even though she was expecting to be stoned to death. When the widow of Nain was weeping behind the coffin of her only son, compassion moved Jesus to walk over to it, raise the boy from the dead, and give him back to his mother. She wasn't asking for God's help. She probably didn't even know he could help her. But Jesus could, couldn't bear to let the situation go. That crying mama touched his heart. Her pain hit him so hard that he marched into the funeral totally uninvited and put a stop to it. He jerked that boy back from the death and then took his mama by the arm and said, Now, don't cry anymore. Where is that kind of compassion now when the world needs it most? It's still here. It's in you. It's in me. It's in every believer on the face of the earth. First John 4.17 says that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Let's dare to believe it and let his compassion Move right through us. Amen. September the 4th, a divine generator of love. But as many as receive him, Jesus, to them, he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, 
who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. John 1, 12, 13. Amen. Sometimes believers find it hard to believe that the same love that flows through Jesus is flowing through them. That's not possible, they say. At best, all I could ever have is a pale imitation of his love. They think they're being humble when they say that. But in reality, the very idea that we could come up with even a pale limitation of God's love is actually quite arrogant. Nothing that we could conjure up in our own human strength could ever be compared to the love of God. If we have any real love in our lives at all, it comes from Him. It is Jesus' very own love. Think about the new birth and you'll understand why that's true. When we made Jesus the Lord of our lives, God raised us from the spiritual death by giving us his own life. Old things passed away and God made us new by putting himself inside us. That process is something called re regeneration. I like the word because it so accurately describes what happened to us. When we were born again, we were joined to God himself, and he became our generator. His light and his life began to flow through us. That doesn't mean we're equal with him. It doesn't mean we are the sovereign God. It means we are connected to him. His very life, his very love and power are in us. We're not the originators of them, but they're in us nonetheless. Think about the electrical outlet on your wall, and you'll see what I mean. The outlet has power in it, doesn't it? The power doesn't originate there. It originates across town to the power plant. But the power of generator by that plant, but the power generated by that plant comes to us. The very same power, not an imitation of it, it is present in the outlet. How much power is there? However much you need, if you keep using it, it will keep flowing. You won't run out of power unless that plant runs out of power or your connection to it is broken. You'll have all that you need to do what you want to do. With that illustration, it is easy to see that when we hook up by faith to Jesus, we hook up to all he is. We suddenly have the capacity not just to love like he loves, but to love with his love. We can have as much of it as we believe for and as much as we need. As long as we keep drawing on it, that love will keep flowing through us. Amen and amen.